Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. Today, we're going to answer the big question. Can the Brooklyn Nets still win the NBA Finals here in this 2021-2022 season? So to answer that, we're going to get into a lot of things, the remaining schedule, what players they need to step up, who needs to be healthy, of course, strength of schedule, all these type of things. Hopefully you guys enjoy the video. Leave in the comments if you're a Nets fan. Do you still have faith this team can win the finals this year? Or is this year kind of a wash, unfortunately? Let me know. Hope you guys enjoy the video and let's get into it. So since January 23rd, the Nets are 3-17 and in a 20-game span. As we know, no NBA team has ever won the finals on a five-game losing streak. The Nets endured a 11-game losing streak, was it? It was either 10 or 11. It was a lot. But they lost 10 or 11 games straight this year. And normally when a team is this bad, they're now below 532 and 33, there's like no shot whatsoever that team's going to have a chance of winning the finals. And this is not just me being an optimistic Nets fan making this video, trying to make people feel good, but literally looking at the Vegas odds here on March 8th, 2022, the Nets are a plus 475 to still win the NBA finals. That is the third best odds overall best odds in the east so they're behind the warriors and the suns they still have the third best odds overall to win the finals more than any other team in the east more than the sixers more than the bulls more than the bucks right now heat i mean it's crazy like you don't see this this is a very weird scenario where you have a team this deep into a season with 17 games left below 500 yet is still number one in their conference based on the odds to win the NBA finals we may we may never see another scenario like this but the Nets season is not one you see very often having the big three that go back before the season started we were supposed to have the big three of Harden Durant Kyrie hopefully play a full season together and we thought Kyrie was going to get vaccinated never happened the Nets tell him stay home he comes back eventually part-time plays the road games the ones he's eligible to play in then you have James Harden quit on the Nets about 45 games or so into the season he eventually gets traded to a division rival or conference rival I should say same thing Kevin Durant goes down mid-January the Nets season spirals out of control like you could not predict this stuff to happen but it has, and this is the uh, the hand we were dealt, and this is just how it is. But it's just weird to find yourself in the scenario how the Nets are still number one in the East in terms of like making it to the finals and winning the championship. It's just not something you see every day. So there are 17 games left. So going forward now, 17 games left. I believe the Nets need to win at least 11 of those minimum to really put themselves in a good spot. Because there are some Nets fans I've heard say, they're pretty much out on the season, but if the Nets can finish out this 17-game stretch going like 12-5 and five or even 13-4 and four or something like that, they might buy back in or they will buy back in. But right now, the Nets have been so inconsistent. They have lost either three or four straight games or like one and four out the break. They had that one great win against the Bucks at Milwaukee, but outside of that, they have not won a game since the All-Star break. So that's the bad news, but if they can... I think I predicted them to go 12 and 5 the last 17 games. I'm trying to think what I said on Twitter the other day, but I'm pretty sure I said 12 and 5. And looking at the strength of schedule right now, the Nets do have the fifth easiest schedule remaining from here on out in the NBA, which is the good news. We just had a couple of tough matchups. You know, we played the Bucks. We did beat them, of course. Played the Heat. They were without some of their guys, but we did lose that game. And then just played Boston at Boston on Sunday, 1 o'clock. That was a tough loss, by the way. I did not react to that, but that was a tough one. 
I did not expect to win that game, but we were up, I'm trying to think, we were up like pretty, we were up by like seven or eight points in the third quarter, late third quarter, and lost the game, so that sucked. But anyway, Jason Tatum, that was a, you know, just a historical performance by him, and the Nets coaching has to be better in situations like that. We'll get to that later. Anyway, so going forward, what are the tough games remaining? There's one against the Heat, one against Memphis, one against the Sixers. That's two games from now. That's going to be at Philadelphia. That's a fun game. Home versus the Jazz. There is a game at home versus the Bucks. a game at home versus the Mavericks. That's on a back-to-back, so that sucks. But the easy matchups going forward, you have the Rockets at home. You have the Magic. You have the Pistons. You have the Pacers. You have the Trailblazers, which is a game I'm going to, actually. And then two games against the Knicks. So you're looking at those games as, like, you have to win those games. And if they can get some of these tougher matchups, if they can win at home versus the Heat, win at home versus Memphis, you know, win on the road against the Sixers on Thursday, that'd be great. But I do believe a lot of the Nets season, the next 17 games, just rides on that vaccine mandate. Like, I'm not expecting Ben Simmons to come back next game. It's not, it's not going to happen versus Sixers, of course, but I'm not expecting Ben Simmons back in the next couple games, at least. I'm not expecting him to come back and save the season. But the most important thing for the Nets, and it's out of their control, which sucks, is the Kyrie Irving mandate stuff. Because if Kyrie Irving can play home games, you're looking at some of those home matchups versus those easier teams. They have home games versus the Knicks. They have home games versus Portland. Home game versus... Uh, Charlotte, Detroit, Indiana, they can get those games if Kyrie Irving's playing. If it's just Kevin Durant solo, it's going to be a lot harder, of course. So you want to have Kyrie Irving for those home games, and it's out of the Nets' control. It's a really crappy situation. I mean, it's simple. Just go get vaccinated. I get it, but he's not going to do it, so it's not not even worth talking about. Kyrie is strong with that stance, and he's not going to do it, so it is what it is. But we're hoping that Things will change because as of yesterday, you are not you don't have to show proof of vaccination to go into public places in New York. But for some odd reason, Kyrie Irving, who's an entertainer, performer, still can't uh, entertain or perform at the Barclays Center when the Nets have home games, which is a very odd rule because, as we know, Kyrie Irving can literally enter the Barclays Center as a fan, sit courtside, and he'll be allowed to attend the game. But when it comes to playing in the game, he can't do it, which is such a it's a weird thing. It's, it's, it's not even about health anymore. I, I really do think they're making an example out of Kyrie, which is just kind of bullcrap, honestly. But that's just how it is right now. And I'm do hoping that with logic and just, you know, rethinking this over, they will change it before our next home game, which I think is the 13th, if I remember correctly. But there is still five days. Hopefully something changes. Now, do the Nets have what it takes on their roster to win a championship? And we'll go down some of the important things a championship team needs. So we'll start with leadership. They have Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, Goran Dragic, who, yes, is new here. But even Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin's very well liked in the locker room. I know he doesn't have like a consistent role on this team he has been you know playing less and less as games go on recently Nick Claxton's been taking those minutes now Aldridge is out the next couple games so maybe he plays tonight and Thursday we'll see about that but Blake Griffin's overall a pretty good leader for this team but you know Kevin Durant of course is going to lead by example he's just a guy who players are going to gravitate towards because of how good he is but he's also a good teammate in general we know Patty Mills is that type of guy who hypes people up and Goran Dragic same thing veteran leadership so they have the leadership in my opinion the playmakers Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, 
somewhat Goran Dragic. So like you have three, four guys that are playmakers for this team, guys that can create their own shot. Not exactly Ben Simmons in that regard, but you want to talk about creating your own shot. I mean, you still have guys like Cam Thomas off the bench who I saw was available tonight, thank God. He had a back injury on Sunday. It looked bad, but he's back already, so that's good news. But you have guys that can create their own shot on this team, which is always going to help. You have your shooters. You have Seth Curry, Patty Mills. It's pretty thin after that, but you know that's not including Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. We know they can shoot the hell out of the ball, but just your pure shooters, Seth Curry, Patty Mills. I wish Joe Harris was there. Unfortunately, that's not the case this year, but we still have a couple of guys that are great catch-and-shoot guys from beyond the arc. Your wing defenders, Ben Simmons, Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, question mark. I put the question mark because his role has never been solidified here, plus he always gets hurt. So Nick Claxton right now has a role. He'll be playing tonight against Charlotte, but you know, going forward, I have no idea what Nick Claxton's going to be. Interior defenders. Now, this is where they are pretty thin, I must say. After Andre Drummond, you're left with some question marks. Blake Griffin, Nick Claxton, and LaMarcus Aldridge, which I don't even really consider him a interior presence at this point in his career. But, you know, Andre Drummond, you're putting a lot on his plate, I must say. It's going to be tough with the interior defense. We see how much the loss of Brooke Lopez has hurt that Bucks interior defense. Like, losing a big guy like that can really hurt. But if Andre Drummond can stay healthy and stay out of foul trouble in the playoffs, hopefully we get there, or the rest of the season, I should say, because pretty much the rest of the net season is a playoff game. Like, let's be honest. Like, they have to win these games. So, the rest of the way, we're hoping Andre Drummond can be more consistent and, you know, stay out of foul trouble. That's the big thing rebounders you have Drummond you have Ben Simmons who I think has like over seven per game for his career and same thing for Kevin Durant has over seven rebounds per game this year so you have some rebounders it's not great I mean LaMarcus Aldridge averages like five a game or something but you know he's decent at it but not great so like your main rebounder though is Drummond so once again he's important to this team's success he has to stay on the floor now coaching you don't need to have an excellent coach to win the NBA Finals. I think we've seen that. The past couple of years, you know, Frank Vogel isn't the best coach. Budenholzer with the Bucks, not the best coach. You don't need to have a great coach. It definitely helps, though. Like, we saw how well Udoka for the Celtics was coaching against the Nets on Sunday and took away the things Kyrie Irving wanted to do, and they were trying to take the ball to Kevin Durant's hands at the end, and, you know, that was some real coaching. But what the Nets do most times is they don't look very prepared. Like, I don't really want to completely blame Steve Nash because I understand this is a very tough situation for any head coach. Like, no head coach really, I feel like, can succeed with what's happened with the Nets this year. Losing Kevin Durant at a pivotal point, you know, having James Harden, you know, half-ass it and then get his um, get out of here. And the Kyrie Irving situation, like, it's very hard to coach in this situation. I completely get it. Um, a lot of these guys on the staff aren't even Steve Nash guys. You know, Jacques Vaughn was kind of forced on him because Jacques Vaughn was good in the bubble back in 2020. So there are things going against Steve Nash. I try to be fair. But in terms of preparation, the Nets just don't look very prepared in some of these games. Like in the game versus Miami, when they had two of their three best players out, Lowry was out, Jimmy Butler was out, uh, Oladipo, if you want to put him in there, he was out. And they still couldn't find a way to attack the Heat, who were playing zone for like the entire second half. And if you're an NBA team that can't beat a zone defense, there's a problem there. And it, I think it starts with coaching. And then you go to Sunday, where Jason Tatum had like 54, 56 points. And Boston did whatever they wanted. They switched Seth Curry onto uh, Jason Tatum, and the Nets had no answer. So that's a coaching issue. Like, that, there has to be ways you can, you know, 
get the ball out of his hands. Whether you double Tatum and force somebody else to beat you, you know, I I do believe you know Marcus Smart's a Nets killer. Obviously, Jalen Brown's a really good player, but if Tatum's making shots at that level, you cannot let him beat you. But the coaches just didn't do anything about it. So that's where it's frustrating for me. I feel like a lot of times the Nets are not fully prepared in these games. It's like hard to imagine times when coaching really gives the Nets an advantage. And that's the thing. I mean, the Nets can survive offensively with their talent. When you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving playing, they're some of the most, you know, most talented offensive players in NBA history, you're going to be fine. You have shooters and Mills and Seth, you're going to be fine offensively. But defensively, with the rotations, the communication, playing against the pick and roll, they were dreadful against that against uh, against Boston. It was just pick and rolls, Rob Williams, lob, you know, Jason Tatum, uncontested layup. Like They were terrible guarding the pick and roll. So, like, there's things with the coaching, especially on the defensive side, that has to get sorted out as the years go on or as the season goes on. So you have enough veterans on this team where I feel like they should be able to figure this out, but for some reason they cannot figure it out defensively. But it has to change soon, I must say. They have to get it going. Tonight has to start the winning streak. They have to start winning games tonight. If they lose versus Charlotte tonight, I am going to be very concerned because I think right now looking at the standings, they are in fact trailing the Hornets. I mean, they are tied Record-wise, I guess they have the tiebreaker right now, but the Nets have to win this game. I, I hate to call, uh, you know, 17 games left, you're still in the playoffs, a must-win game, but this is a team you're tied with in the standings in the playing tournament. You have to beat them. You have to gain on these teams. You cannot lose, uh, afford to lose to Charlotte tonight. The Nets are right now on a four-game losing streak. They've lost four out of five coming out the break, or maybe five out of six at this point. Whatever it's been. Because, yeah, they lost that first one versus Boston. So, five out of six. You cannot afford to lose this game. So, the game starts in like an hour. We'll see what happens there. I'm sure by the time you guys watch this video, the game will be over. I feel good about tonight. I think the Nets should win this game. Hopefully, Andre Drummond has a big game in this one because, you know, they have a tough time guarding bigs in Charlotte. So, we'll see. But, you know, we do have Kyrie. do have KD playing tonight. Obviously, no Ben Simmons. But it seems like he's getting closer. But we'll find out exactly when he makes that return. And once again, the biggest part is having Kyrie Irving full-time. Once Kyrie Irving, if he's ever full-time, that's going to change the next season right there. So that has to happen. It's out of everyone's control, basically. Maybe not Eric Adams, but pretty much every Nets fan's control, of course. So we'll see what happens with that going forward. It's frustrating that we have to rely on that to kind of save our season in a way, but the winning has to start tonight. I'm trying to think the next time I'll talk to you guys, so definitely not after tonight because we're doing a video now. Maybe after Thursday because that's going to be a big game versus the Sixers, of course, so maybe, but definitely, if not, um, probably Sunday after the, uh, the next game, so... Three games will take place before the next time I talk to you guys, maybe two. Um, I really want to beat Philly, of course, but it has to start with tonight. You can't think ahead. You got to beat Charlotte, handle your business, go to Philly, try and get that win, of course, and you know, hopefully take care of the Knicks at home on Sunday. So I'm expecting to win two out of the next three. If they win three out of three, it wouldn't shock me. I do think they can beat Philly, which might sound stupid, but I do think that for some reason. But I'm expecting to win the next two out of three. That kind of has to happen, in my opinion. So if they don't do that, that's not good. But they have to find a way to at least win the next two out of three. So anyway, in conclusion, to answer the question to this video, can the Nets still win the finals this year? I say yes. And the betting odds pretty much say yes. I say yes. But things have to go right. We've gone over this. Kyrie has to be full-time. Kevin Durant must stay healthy the rest of the season. Um, the coaching has to be better. The defense has to be better. Like, they have to start winning games now. There has to be things in place that happen 
for the Nets to win the finals. But if you tell me right now the Nets are going to have their big three healthy in the playoffs, I think they can beat anybody. I really do. I don't know about the Western Conference teams, the Suns and the Warriors. That concerns me. But you're talking about the Eastern Conference. I think the Nets with that big three, with Ben Simmons included, playing healthy, they can beat anybody. I do truly believe that. They are such a talented team. It's just other factors, injuries, and mandates that make this impossible to work out. So, if things work out for the Nets and guys do return full-time and guys do get healthy, then I can see a scenario where they finish out the year at what I said, 12-5, and five, get the seventh seed, win that first you know, home playing game, just get it over with, win the first one, get in the playoffs, play Philly, play Miami, hopefully beat them in seven, and take it from there. Like I do think the Nets can beat any Eastern Conference team in a seven-game series, assuming the big three is healthy. So that's where I stand. Is it maybe overly optimistic? Maybe. But that's what Vegas is saying, too. They, the Nets have the best odds in the Eastern Conference. So it's not just me you know, being some like crazy, biased Nets fan who like is looking at this with the rose-colored glasses on. No, like they actually have a chance, based on their talent, to beat anybody in a seven-game series. So anyway, that'll do it for the video podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed Let's win the next two out of three. Well, three out of three, of course, but hopefully two out of three. And I'll talk to you guys next time.